Hello, Harry. Hello. It's Hello. Me We're back again. again. <laughs> yeah, it's you again. How delightful. It's very delightful. Are you ready for some more incest and murder and chaos and people with literally one name? I've never been more ready in my life for uh, incest you... and chaos and murder and people <laughs> with literally one name. My God, why couldn't they just have more than one name? Just a George. Just, you know, they could just nick them from other other royal families that also use the same names over and over again. They did. In fairness, over in the Selyncids, they've called everyone Antiochus for about eight generations Great. as well. Good job. Good job, everyone. So they're, they're not alone in the just giving I people one name. I suppose a lot name. of names weren't invented yet. <laughs> you know? No one was called James, for example. No. There was the, a little girl used to come into the toy shop where I worked. She lived in North Belfast and her name was Khaleesi Rose. Khaleesi. No one was called Khaleesi Nobody Rose. Nobody was called Khaleesi Rose back no. then. <laughs> Yeah, no one was called that. Only so no many names to go around. Michaela spelt with four Ks and a Y. Nope. Although they, I feel like they could have maybe followed the Mormons and switched up the spellings. But yeah, Ptolemy, yeah. but it's spelt like T-O-L-L-I-G-H-M-E-I-G-H. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they could have gone to a primary school in Utah. Perfect. <laughs> This is a problem with collectivist cultures, you see, with people who aren't interested in, in ludicrous individualism. Yeah. They you know, refuse I was just to spell thinking, their names. the whole time we've been doing this, I was thinking, this is the problem with collectivist cultures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is mm. why the Renaissance, not the Renaissance, this is why the Enlightenment invented individualism, <laughs> different names. They're just fucking sick of it. <laughs> Maybe that was what it was. They're just, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're back talking about the Ptolemies. For a question is from Paul Wright asking, What is the history of the Ptolemies? Turns out that the history of the Ptolemies is intense and wild. So, we are into part two. Are you ready? Yeah, born ready. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, Ptolemy the Ninth, he is in joint rule with his. Mother Cleopatra the Third, who is also, <laughs> and also his grandmother Cleopatra the Second, uh-huh. and Cleopatra II is also kind of his stepmother. Yeah, he is forced to marry his sister Cleopatra the Fourth. Okay, because of course he is. There is a lot of incredibly, incredibly deeply confusing infighting between Cleopatra the Third, Cleopatra the Fourth, Antiochus the Eighth, and Antiochus the Ninth. Okay, who get involved because. Ptolemy the Ninth is forced to divorce his sister and marry a Seleucid woman. Who was who was doing the forcing? Uh, his mother. His mother. His. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Cleopatra the Second dies, Cleopatra the Third becomes like yes. the main woman, like the matriarch, um, the main power, and so she basically tries to get in with the Seleucids. It's l- and they're also having a civil war, which honestly is too much to be going into. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Everyone is at war. And then just to make things more fun, another Ptolemy gets involved, Ptolemy the Tenth. Great. That's what who we is needed. the younger brother. I was thinking to myself, there's not enough Ptolemies in here, actually. <laughs> I think we need five more Ptolemies and at least 16 more Cleopatras. Yeah. We're really low on Berenices, I would say. Yeah. Uh- and Arses or whatever the fucking name was. Uh-huh. Arsenos, yeah. <laughs> I liked it when Agatha Christie was here for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that bit. (laughs) We miss, we really miss a separate name, don't we? (laughs) 
So Ptolemy X declares himself king of Cyprus. Everyone is at war. Everyone is trying to murder everybody. <laughs> are the Romans we still have... just kicking back watching it happen? Romans are just twirling around in their chair like this is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> they're like they're like live blogging it. There. Uh-huh. <laughs> They are just like, they've got a Twitter thread running. Mm -hmm. There's updating with screenshots. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Ptolemy IX runs off and marries another Cleopatra, Mm -hmm. who's Cleopatra Cellini. It's it's chaos. Nobody knows what is happening. (laughs) Least of all me. (laughs) Least of all me. (laughs) Well, you're all right. You've got a document in front of you telling you what's happening. I do. And working out what was going on was a nightmare. <laughs> so, 107, Cleopatra III gets fed up with the whole situation and decides to try and like, get rid of a, bunch, a couple of the Ptolemies. Mm-hmm. So, she stabs her own eunuch going and tells the public that her son did it. Okay. Yeah. They rioted and expelled Ptolemy IX to Cyprus, mm-hmm. where... There previously was another king, Ptolemy X, but Cleopatra III had invited Ptolemy X back to Egypt to be pharaoh. I see. And what? So she's changed allegiances. What relation is Ptolemy the Ninth? No, the Tenth. To he is the son of Cleopatra III uh-huh. and the brother of Cle- of Ptolemy the Ninth. Okay. 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 Cool. So, yeah. so she's just picked her younger son because she yeah. doesn't like her oldest son yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, as the as the second child, I can say we are often far superior, um, and yes. I, I would pick us every time too. <laughs> you say this, but now I'm going to tell you what people called Ptolemy the <laughs> Tenth. Was it Ptolemy the Tenth, the good-looking and great and really nice and fun and cool <laughs> at parties? Ptolemy the nice uh-huh. to talk to at parties. <laughs> he was called. Well, he was called Ptolemy Alexander, which was his official name, mm-hmm. but um, he was uh, colloquially Ptolemy Hocus. And no one is 100% sure what that means, but the best translation that anyone has managed to come up with is Ptolemy, son of the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> which suggests that Cleopatra III was not enormously popular. Not massively, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. That'd be a real power move to take that as your name, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just like eyeballing your uh, mother, grandmother, aunt. And being uh-huh. like... <laughs> mother, grandmother, aunt, who's also your mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. For about six years, they rule. So Ptolemy X and Cleopatra III rule until Cleopatra III just kind of suddenly disappears Mm. from the sources. She stops being on records. She just vanishes from inscriptions and things. The Roman sources think that Ptolemy killed him, possibly because she was planning to kill him. But it seems reasonable that he did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There don't seem to be any kind of great celebrations of her life or anything like that. Okay. And as soon as she is dead, everything kind of chills out quite a lot. Suggesting that she might have been the real instigator of a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, that guy in the stadium didn't look yeah. a lot like her wearing a fake moustache, did it? 
But she took that and ran with it. (laughs) And a lot have been going on since she turned up on the scene. Like, as soon as she turned up on the scene, Cleopatra II suddenly had to start doing wars and people were dying left, right and centre. So, difficult woman. (laughs) She eventually dies. He marries his niece, Mm -hmm. makes her a co-ruler, and they rule together. And there is 10 whole years of nothing happening and no one being murdered. Oh, what a relief. Right? So you really do feel like everybody probably had a bit of a relief. Something slightly must have been happening because for some reason there is a rebellion in Upper Egypt. It is suggested that either because Ptolemy X was too friendly with the Jews in Alexandria, but there's also a suggestion from a Roman source that he had melted down the gold sarcophagus of Alexander the Great in order to make money because he had taken a loan from the Romans Mm -hmm. and given Egypt as collateral. (laughs) Great. Good thinking, buddy. Uh Good thinking. Uh Uh-huh. So he's he's signing that paperwork like, that will never come back and bite me. That's fine. Uh-huh. I feel fine this about fine. this. This is a good decision. I'm so good at this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am ruling well. <laughs> Basically, what he had said is that if he died without an heir, then the Romans could have Egypt. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, he did have a daughter mm-hmm. who is Cleopatra V. Mm-hmm. He dies while trying to invade Egypt in 88 BCE. Okay. At which point... Wait, trying to invade Egypt? I thought he was in Egypt. I've got Trying to muddled. invade Cyprus. Oh, trying to, oh, thank God. I was like... <laughs> no, that's I've, my fault. I've really... I have been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> no one can get this straight. I can't even imagine what it was like to live through. Oh, I think you just, you just stop paying attention, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, that's what I've done. The world is bonkers at the minute. And I'm like, do everybody listen to my podcast? Uh-huh. It's in space. <laughs> uh-huh. So, Ptolemy okay, so the he wasn't invading back, Egypt. Basically. <laughs> he was... No, he was invading Cyprus, okay, good. where Ptolemy the Ninth, who you will remember was kicked mm-hmm. out by his own mother, mm-hmm. has been chilling for some time. They... He comes back. To be Pharaoh uh-huh. again, because there is only a little girl who is left, and they don't, they're okay with kind of women, but only women with a man. Yes, like co ruling, but not. Yeah, exactly. And nobody will allow a child by themselves. Right. So he comes back, and along with his own daughter, becomes the Pharaoh again. This is where we start to get real proper hardcore contacts with the Romans, because what you've got is the Romans are really fighting through. Greece and Turkey. Right. And they start asking the Egyptians to join in. Mm-hmm. They're like, you don't have much going on, do you? <laughs> yeah. And also, I seem to remember you owe us some money. <laughs> Ptolemy rules for seven years before making his daughter his co ruler. His daughter is Berenice III. Immediately after making his daughter co ruler, Ptolemy IX drops dead. Great. Good job. Uh huh. Pow. And so. <laughs> Ptolemy the eleventh becomes the king. Here's Ptolemy the eleventh, Alexander the second. Uh huh. Because <laughs> they're really running out of names at this point. And who's he? Who's his? He is her stepson and cousin. Right. He lasts three weeks. Okay. I really because I could have saved my weeks... breath asking, couldn't I? <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't. You honestly, he lasts three weeks because he murders Berenice the Third three weeks into their marriage, right? And then is immediately lynched the same day. <laughs> it's a really terrible decision. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh huh. Cool. Great. We have now kind of, due to all of the massacres and all of the killing <laughs> and all of the overthrowing and all of the nightmares, uh-huh. kind of running out of Ptolemy. Yeah, I'm thinking there can't there can't possibly be that many. <laughs> That's why your first guy had twelve kids because he was like, I gotta I gotta lay some fucking groundwork here, man. <laughs> yeah, and thank God he did, because we have what we're left with. They basically, by this point, because there's so much chaos and so much killing and everyone's been eight, kind of the palace is running itself and you have eunuchs and courtiers who right. are basically running everything. Yeah. And they scrabble around to desperately try to find someone yeah. and they find an illegitimate son of Ptolemy the Ninth, <laughs> Just standing on a street corner picking his nose. <laughs> Just pulling his knickers out like, his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you, want- you know that story about Claudius being pulled from behind a curtain and being made emperor? It's basically that. Like- <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. Uh-huh. He becomes king. He marries someone called Cleopatra V. Uh-huh. No one knows who she is. No. She's so obscure. She might be a sister. She might be a cousin. She might be just some random person right. that he named Cleopatra V. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Just really cobbling together he, a royal line here. Yeah. And Ptolemy is so kind of rubbish that he decides that the best way to deal with growing Roman power is going to be bribing Roman politicians to promote Egyptian independence mm. in the Roman Senate. Hmm. Did that go very well for him? <laughs> so we have basically the only thing by this point that Ptolemy the... I've lost how many Ptolemies we no. are. Ptolemy the 12th. Call him. <laughs> Nobody's keeping track. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, the only thing that he is interested in is basically stopping the Romans from invading. Right. Because this is a time of Pompey and Caesar. Right. Now, this is... Or this is the like the real height of Pompey. He has defeated Mithridates. This is why he gets called Pompey the Great, because mm-hmm. he is absorbing enormous swathes of what is now Turkey and Armenia and that area of the world into the Roman Empire and becoming ludicrously rich. And the like, next logical turn is to come through Syria and into Egypt. Mm-hmm. And everyone is terrified of that. And Ptolemy the Twelfth is terrified of Pompey. And he spends a huge amount of money on bribing Romans um, in the Senate to try to provoke down anything that suggests that they might give Pompey permission to invade Egypt. Okay. In order to give lots and lots of money to Romans, he does two things, which is raise taxes in Egypt mm-hmm. and he borrows money from Roman bankers. Oh, good. Those mm-hmm. both seem like very popular decisions. Yes. Yeah. And this is how the Romans get a lot of power, <laughs> even when they don't have military power, which is they get kings to owe them money. Right, right. <laughs> Uh He goes to Rome at one point in 60 BCE during the first triumvirate, which is uh, Crassus, Caesar and Pompey, Mm -hmm. to seek formal recognition of Egypt as an independent nation. And they say that he can have that formal recognition and he'll totally have it written into law in exchange for 6,000 talents, which is the entire annual revenue of Egypt. (laughs) It's great. What a bargain. (laughs) And he says... Sure, because the Romans 
How <laughs> bastards. Very good. Very good. Uh-huh. Uh, so he has now given away all of their money. Uh-huh. He has debased himself to the Romans yeah. who are up, like historically upstarts. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Romans say, yeah, we said that Egypt was an independent nation, but we didn't say anything about Cyprus. And they invade Cyprus <sighs> and take it, causing his brother to kill himself and taking what the Egyptians consider to be Egyptian land. Great. Good job. Um, <laughs> And all of this has gone so badly that they persuade Ptolemy the Twelfth to literally abdicate, just give up. They just persuade him that he is really like, bad at this. It is really for the best because because it's going to end badly for you if you don't just mm. leave now. Somehow yeah. this is you quitting while you're ahead, mate. Because <laughs> uh-huh, it's either this or we are going to yeah. kill you. Yeah, we will do a big murder on you. So, Uh great, great. So, he leaves his throne to his daughter and his wife. Mm -hmm. His wife dies immediately, leaving the first queen, Mm. who basically spends two years trying to get married and failing. Good job. Mm -hmm. Why why (laughs) is she failing? Is she just a real uggo? After all so that inbreeding, one I mean... dies while the marriage negotiations were going on. Okay. One is forbidden by the Roman governor of Syria from accepting the proposal. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd say if you were just very gay, you know? <laughs> like, sorry. Oh, no, I can't. The Romans say oh, I can't. I can't. Sorry. Mum won't let me. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I mean, maybe. One does turn up in Egypt and she marries him, but he's so disgusting, oh. like physically disgusting and smelly, <laughs> that she has him strangled the next day because he's vile. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. What was his name? Oh, I can't remember. He claims to be the son of Mithridates the Sixth. Uh-huh. Yeah. It... He's just so yucky. I know that they call him Kybius Sarctes, which is saltfish mungo. So he smells of fish. Oh. That's grim. Seleucus the Seventh Philometer. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I just I just wanted to put a, a name to that concept of being so stinky and ugly that you just get fucking murdered for it. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, that's bad. That's like, bad. Like, we've all had our whiffy days, but my God. <laughs> but being strangled because nobody wants to look at you. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Great. So she can't find a husband. No. And she won't settle for well, a stinky she's one. Well, she attempted to, but it's not, it's not going well. No. So... You'll remember that she is the queen because her father abdicated. Yes. He has gone off to Rome uh-huh. where he has chatted to all of the people that he owes money to mm-hmm. due to all of the bankers. And they have become very concerned that given that all of his money was Egypt, mm-hmm. the fact that he is no longer the king of Egypt suggests that he will never be able to pay them back. Yes, that would indicate so that, they... wouldn't it? <laughs> So they raise an army for him and send him back to Egypt to invade it. <laughs> They're like, you're not getting he... out of it that easy, sunshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically forced by Roman bankers to invade <laughs> Egypt and take his throne back. 
<laughs> that's very, very funny. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. If your woman had have got married, would that have changed anything? If she hadn't killed Stinky McGee, would if she had had some power, like if she had been, he was a selling said. So if she had had a bit of power, then she might have been able to hold him off. Right. Okay. But they definitely would have tried. But like the troops that are sent are the troop are Pompey's troops, and right. so they're hardcore. Right. They're like the best at. Going uh-huh. into your country and owning it now. Yeah. yeah. I will also say that when the Alexandrians heard that this was happening, that this was what the Romans were preparing for, they sent an envoy to Rome to ask the Senate not to do this because they do not like him. <laughs> but Ptolemy had them all poisoned. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but they hated him so much that they really tried. They really tried. So was Ptolemy mm-hmm. all for this plan? I mean, yes. Okay. I suspect he didn't want to die. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair, fair. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very keen on not overstaying my welcome. Uh, you know, he I really, is not. No, he's he's awful. Uh, quite often, if there's people around at my house, I tell them very clearly, get out of my house now, because I want. I'm going to bed now. Yeah, I want everyone to know. Mm. That if I haven't said that yet, they haven't overstayed their welcome because I get a bit nervous about that, you know? And yeah. I want them to be secure and safe in the knowledge that when I don't want you there, you will fucking know about it. I will just tell you yeah. to get out of my house. And I feel like they've been very clear that they they get out of my house. We don't want you. They have <laughs> put their pajamas on and started doing the washing yeah. up and turned all the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> But he would quite like to come back. Or at the very least, the Romans want him to come back. Uh, <laughs> so this is like someone outside of the door with a big sharp knife saying, you are not fucking You're leaving. not leaving, mate. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he comes back. He then has to keep Roman mercenaries in Alexandria in order to prevent the population from killing him. Yes. <laughs> and he installs a Roman finance minister to raise taxes in order to pay back the Roman private bankers for the money that they have spent on him. Great. Great. So the country <laughs> is now paying all of his debts. Uh-huh. They try really hard to murder him. <laughs> Like, really hard. And eventually, the only way that he's able to get out of it is by, like, fake arresting his finance minister, the Roman that he has put in, and sending him back to Rome and blaming him for everything and being like, oh, no, the Romans did it. It wasn't me. (laughs) And he went home and was defended by Cicero, which is fun, and got off (laughs) because everyone was like, eh. (laughs) He... Eventually dies in 51 and he leaves his throne to his daughter, Cleopatra the Seventh, Right. Who is the famous Cleopatra. Ah, finally. <laughs> and his brother, Ptolemy the Thirteenth. so Cleopatra and her uncle. Okay. Technically, he, in order to be a suck-up, made the Senate and people of Rome the executors of his will. <laughs> and they were like, we do not have fucking time for this. <laughs> like, it is 51 BC. We have our own stuff happening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Don't you know your Roman history, Ptolemy? <laughs> exactly. They're literally like, we don't we don't have time for this. And that is how Cleopatra becomes, well, the first time that Cleopatra becomes the queen, like the Cleopatra. Right. Everybody hates 
the Ptolemies at this point. Mm-hmm. They have let the Romans absolutely exploit the land. A famine has been caused. Everyone is poor. There are Roman lunatics who, as soon as Ptolemy the Twelfth dropped dead, stopped being paid and have just started running riot. Great, great. As she owes a huge amount to the Romans because she inherited his debts Mm -hmm. and she does not like her uncle Mm. so she just refuses to be co-ruler with him (laughs) and they start a civil war okay yeah she loses that civil war initially and has to run away to Syria Uh with her sister who is called Artane Ptolemy the 13th is the king now oh (laughs) he is (laughs) yep (laughs) He's doing fine right up until he makes the biggest mistake of anyone's life ever. Which is saying a lot, given what has come before. (laughs) Given what has occurred so far, you would think that it was not possible for the the Egyptians to make any more mistakes, but Mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. So what's happening in Roman politics is that the civil war has kicked off between Caesar and Pompey. Okay. Uh, Caesar has invaded Rome and he's crossed the Rubicon. Pompey and the senatorial army are fighting him. They have had the Battle of Pharsalus and Pompey has lost Mm. and has gone on the run. He has been friends with Ptolemy Twelfth, and so he goes to Egypt looking for sanctuary in the hope that he will be able, assuming that he will be able to regroup and continue the war. But what happens instead is that Ptolemy Thirteenth switches sides, decides that he is going to support Caesar and cuts off Pompey's head. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And posts it to Caesar. Ooh, <laughs> great. And he thinks that Caesar is going to be delighted that he has killed Pompey <laughs> and that he has destroyed like the big enemy and given Caesar the victory. But Caesar is fucking furious. Yeah, not, not... I wouldn't be thrilled if... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Caesar's perspective, like, the Romans consider everyone who is not Roman to be just fucking mud people. Right. And morons who <laughs> should not be allowed to run their own country. And they have basically just proved this by getting involved in Roman politics. Right. Like, you just do not Right, get you're involved. just wading in some mm-hmm. country bumpkin from fucking nowhere and you, you you're yeah i see yeah i see also and posting a head to someone back then <laughs> it's not like there's overnight <laughs> delivery is there or ice no that's going to be horrid by the time it gets mm-hmm. to you ooh i was watching this is a a, a smaller side does not need to be included in the final episode <laughs> uh, i've been watching the musketeers <laughs> <laughs> the BBC show, <laughs> and there was uh-huh. an, there was an episode yesterday uh, that was all about the the secret baby who was actually the heir to the throne of France, and they put this baby in this basket that was designed for you to carry the basket with it lying down, and then this man very cavalierly slung it up onto his back and went for a long horse ride. <laughs> And the whole time I was like, you're going to have baby jam at the end of this. That's not. Yeah. You're just doing away with the whole problem, aren't you? (laughs) We're leaving that in for the term baby jam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't shake a baby around. They're very fragile. They're famously, that's like one of the main things you can't do to babies is shake them. 
shake them about. Shake yeah. them about. It's no, it's no good. It, it's no good for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I can imagine the, the contents of that basket not dissimilar to your man's head by the time it finally gets all the way back there. Just sort of... <laughs> no, I imagine that poor Rob Pompey's head looked disgusting by the time Absolutely vile. ...that Caesar opened, which probably did not help how much he pissed them off. No, exactly. You're like, oh, <laughs> you've got a cheerful little note card with it. <laughs> Saw this and yeah, thought of you. Yeah, basically... <laughs> I thought that this would help you out. And she's just like, this is the opposite this of helping me out. the opposite of helping. <laughs> mm. He then made a second mistake, which is that when Julius Caesar turned up in Alexandria, Caesar demanded that Ptolemy Thirteenth come to see him alone without an army mm-hmm. because Julius Caesar is the kind of man who turns up in other people's countries and then tells the king what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Ptolemy the 13th thinking I am the descendant of a centuries old divine monarchy mm-hmm. and I can do what I like turned up with an army yeah. which made just Caesar fucking hate him even more yeah which I feel like he could have seen coming really you'd think but he seems to have not understood Caesar at all Caesar in fairness <laughs> was over in the west the entire time so okay. this is kind of not the first time that anybody has dealt with Caesar in the east but uh, mm-hmm. he's less of a known quantity <laughs> At this point, Cleopatra the Seventh, our Cleopatra, does the famous thing where she has herself hidden inside a sleeping sack and snuck into Caesar's residence, and then they unroll the mm-hmm. bedding and she pops out. Um, and Caesar thinks this is the most charming thing that has ever <laughs> happened in the entire world. What a completely not insane thing for a woman to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm delighted. <laughs> So he is delighted. Mm -hmm. He thinks this is wonderful. And so he immediately says that he doesn't think that Ptolemy XIII should be the king. He actually thinks that Cleopatra should be the queen all by herself. Mm -hmm. And he first forces them to be joint rulers. Mm -hmm. And he kind of attempts to force them to rule together, which goes very badly and Caesar ends up trapped in a siege inside the palace for months while waiting for his reinforcements to arrive by sea. And during this siege, the Library of Alexandria is burnt down. Right. Gotcha. That, yes. It is not destroyed. It is still going no. for at least 250 years later. The Library of Alexandria later. burnt down and all of the books ever were destroyed. <laughs> That's and we how lost it all works. ancient and literature. We lost all mm-hmm. ancient literature and nothing has ever been written since. It's wild that Not even the books Which talk about it still existing In 260 No, No, those are all just a fever dream Of Mm -hmm. of crazed They've gone mad with grief At the thought that books don't exist Uh anymore Because the Library of Alexandria (laughs) Burned down Yeah, it's been 300 years And they're still very stressed about it Yeah, exactly, exactly Yes, yeah, I know history (laughs) You know history. So that's going on. Eventually, the reinforcements arrive. Cleopatra and Caesar fight Ptolemy. They defeat him in 47 BCE and drown him in the Nile. Yeah. Uh Sorry. That was a little underwhelming, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Drowning's not a very impressive way to go, is it? It's not, but he wasn't a very impressive man. No. No. Um. He is, when you read about him, he, because he's quite young, they're all obviously ludicrously young, mm-hmm. uh, like teenagers. It, it makes a lot more sense when you remember that they're all teenagers. <laughs> uh-huh. you know? 
It actually, yeah. I think it. I think that should be like at the top of every page, just a reminder yeah, of how 19. old everyone is. And it's just like, just consider what you were like when you were nineteen. <laughs> now imagine you think that you're God, and you own a whole yeah. country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're allowed to just make decisions. You can just do whatever the fuck you want and you're 19. <laughs> yeah. The way he comes across is like AJ Soprano, if you've ever watched The Sopranos. I haven't. I'm sorry. Can you compare it to um, The Musketeers? <laughs> <laughs> No one has watched The Musketeers, so no, I don't think I can. <laughs> I'm watching like because a there's sulky... a handsome man who's in The Terror who is in uh -huh. the third season of The Musketeers. So obviously I'm going to watch three <laughs> seasons of The Musketeers. Okay, fair. It's nice to know what his, what's driving you. Yeah, yeah. They're all quite good yeah. looking. AJ Sprano is not a handsome man. Oh. He is a sulky little teenager who hates being told what to do okay. and thinks he's going to be a cool DJ. Right. Um, mm. Okay. Cool. 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 So I have um I have been in the room while Matthew is watching Succession, uh -huh. and there is a very irritating man in that who I'm sort of imagining is similar. Um, I mean, is he an annoying teenager? He's not an annoying teenager. He's a, a well. Again, I've been in the room while Matthew is watching it. I I have not watched it. Um, I think he's the oldest son or the second oldest. You Don't just make awful. me admit that I've not watched Succession. <laughs> I just admitted I haven't watched Succession. They'll kick me off the internet. <laughs> well, he's a shit, and that's okay. that's what I'm imagining. Just a yeah, a, this a, is a that's wealthy, spoiled sort of uh, shitty man child. Yeah, yeah. Basically that, yeah. Yeah. And then they die. <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> yeah. And everybody claps. Um, yes. Leaving Cleopatra, the famous Cleopatra, uh -huh. alone. But obviously she can't be a sole queen still. Obviously. So she's forced to marry by Caesar, forced to marry her 12-year-old brother. Great. I love Caesar playing with, with the, the Ptolemies like dolls. <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> He's like, and how now it's working. Kiss. <laughs> And now I'm like now you get into Cleopatra territory. Okay. Um Cleopatra and Caesar go around, they shag on a Nile cruise, she gets her own legions, mm -hmm. she has Caesar's son, she goes on holiday to Rome, blah blah blah. She ma marries Mark Antony. She uh poisons her own brother husband so Ptolemy the 14th does not last very long mm -hmm. he gets poisoned in 46 BC and then she runs off with Mark Antony rah 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 Actium happens mm -hmm. she kills herself in a temple with an asp cool the end the end <laughs> yes she has four children so she has one with Caesar who is called Ptolemy Caesarion uh-huh but better known as Kazarion. She has three with Mark Antony, uh, the twins who are Cleopatra, Selene, and Alexander Helios, mm -hmm. the sun and the moon, mm. and another one called who's just called Ptolemy, oh. um, Ptolemy Philadelphus, who is a tiny baby. All of them are still alive when uh, Octavian, who becomes Augustus, defeats her. Uh -huh. He kills Kazarion because Kazarion is an adult and also threat to his power right but he takes the other three off to rome and raises them as his own 
The boys don't survive, but Cleopatra Selene is married to the king of Mauritania and becomes the queen of Mauritania. And so Mm. technically the Ptolemaic dynasty um, continues through her for another couple of generations in North Africa. Right. But officially... But nobody cares because she's a girl. Well, also it's not in Egypt. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And Egypt becomes a Roman province and is no longer ever again in the ancient world an independent country until Rome falls. But... That I like that you were like no longer ever again in the ancient world. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, eventually, Never, ever, becomes... ever, 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 until it is. <laughs> until it is about four hundred years later. Yes. <laughs> so actually, not that long, really, historically speaking. Right. <laughs> uh, but you're like, who cares? Speaking, it's not ancient history. So I suppose it if we're count. talking geologic ages, then <laughs> yeah, barely the blink of an eye. Yeah. And that is uh, how the Ptolemaic dynasty ends, with all of the chaos and wars and ridiculousness and shagging that you could ever ask for. Yeah. Um, we could do another full episode on Cleopatra. But yeah, we've really we've now done blasted two. past Cleopatra. <laughs> because you either have to do two sentences mm-hmm. or two hours. Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, fabulous. And that's the history of the Ptolemies. Nightmare people. Awful. Awful. Would not invite them to my dinner party. Not a single one of them, actually. Not no. a single one of them. Not even... Not, not even the, the quote-unquote goodies. Yeah, because they're far Maybe too the interested in, in imperialism. Yeah. The good guys the are like, I did loads of imperialism and I made myself a god. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Please okay. don't talk to me. <laughs> You're yeah. comparatively all right, but let's be honest about what we're comparing you to. <laughs> yes. So none of them are people that uh, are people that I would invite. So no, absolutely. Yeah, not. an absolute chaos dynasty. Mm. I would like to. Uh, I'd like to see the Doctor Who episode where it's the Doctor in the stadium in a fake mustache, <laughs> <laughs> telling everyone that someone tried to kill him. Yeah, yeah. It's a really dreadful episode because it's just a lot of explaining the setup. And <laughs> I would like to see the one where he goes um, and has to deal with the guy who smells so much that they have him killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe an episode I of like Quantum it. Leap where he has to try and stop himself from being killed by having a wash. <laughs> or the opposite. He gets there and he's like, he's not that stinky. And you're like, no, time is on rails. Like, we can't let this guy live. You've got to stink <laughs> him up. So it's just a sort of caper of chasing this guy through the streets, trying to, like, throw rotten fish at him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would also watch that. Somebody make that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the history of the Ptolemies. Hero, did you enjoy the history of the Ptolemies? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't I did. expecting I enjoy... this to turn into two parts. But... No, I enjoy you telling me about history. I always enjoy that. Mm-hmm. You always seem to be telling me about horrid things in history. The best um, bits, yeah. Yeah, the next time that I'm a guest, I would like just nice things. Nice things happening to nice people. Um, uh, okay. And nobody's fucking their sisters, please. That's my okay. request. I'll do, I'll, yeah. I'll do a deal. Okay, that's Thank fine. Thank you. I'll do you a nice find thing. Me just the best guys. Yeah. I want I um, want the dynasty of of 
very large, handsome sort of Labrador boys just doing <laughs> real, just being real good boys, you know. <laughs> A real good boys. Okay, well, well I'll do yeah. my best. Those people That's don't tend request. to get written about much, but no, we'll do what we can. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No, that was very good, very informative. Thanks. Um, do not quiz me on who did what. You're all right. I don't quiz <laughs> me at this stage. But the next question we're going to do, whoever I am talking to, is coming from Lindsay Forsh, and it's going to be, what's the history of Druids and the way of life of the early Britons? Ooh. Which is actually very chill, so... Yeah. Yeah. There will be no incest and maybe a small amount of killing, but... You said that very confidently. Bet there's a little bit of incest. No incest, a bit of killing. Zero incest. (laughs) Uh, there's less incest, I would say, with the with the Ptolemies than you think there's going to be. Like, I mean, there's more. You did hype up the amount of incest. <laughs> I think I would it's say the bit about where half the... of them marry a sister. Not even half yes. of them. Less than half marry a sister. Quite a lot marry a niece or something. But the ones who do marry their sisters, like, really marry their sisters. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like it. I, I think quantity of incest is like not so much incidents. As, mm. like, severity. Yeah. You know? I think we could do a whole historical rating system of quantity of incest, severity of incest. Because yeah. at the point where you're married to your sister and your niece... It's quite bad, yeah. That's quite a lot of incest happening in one at a, Yeah, moment. in one go. <laughs> you know? The good thing about them is that they do so much murdering as well that you never really get any second generation incests. So <laughs> you never get people who like their parents are siblings and then they yeah. are siblings and they married like because of the murdering. So it evens out. Yeah. Jolly good. <laughs> so you don't get like that quality of incest that you get like the Habsburg thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I was called that's that's quality and <laughs> yes. that's quantity and quality. All right. If you would like to ask a question, perhaps about Habsburgs or incest and heroes, quality versus quantity, <laughs> uh, then you can go to historyofsexy.com and you can support us and everything is there. And if you would like to hear heroes, very excellent podcasts, then you can go to monstrousproductions.org. Um, and both of their podcasts are there. And I highly, highly recommend Monstrous Agonies. And I'm going to pre-recommend Monstrous. It's pretty good. Yeah, Travelling Light. Travelling uh, And light, if you yeah. miss Janina, which obviously, um, then she has got the new series of Within the Wires, which is happening right now and is another fiction podcast. And you can find that. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. 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 Thank you for coming. Yeah. Oh, thank you and for hanging out. Me. Okay. All right. All Bye. right. Bye.